What's going on, everyone? Welcome to River City 93. I'm your host, as always, Elliot Barnes. Joining me is a guy that stayed up to about 11 o'clock at night with polluted air to watch Richmond kick his way against NOCO and probably some good quality air up in the altitude. Right, Matt? Yeah, probably. I mean, can't be worse than it is over here. No, it can't be. It can't be. I will say this. The backdrop for the NOCO game is at least a little bit better than when it was uh, – Last year, when you were out there, I'm, I i do not know. Was it? Yeah, I mean, at least literally they're building towards something. It was at least something in the background to look at during parts of this game. Which, by the right. way, I want to ask you: How are you dealing with the polluted air up there in uh, Northern Virginia? Is it as bad as down here in Richmond? I mean, I haven't been down in Richmond since the weekend when oh, it was still fine. So, yeah. I'm guessing it's. Yeah, maybe a little worse because we're closer to Canada. Yeah, maybe. But uh, the answer to that is I've stayed inside when I could. Yeah, sure. Same here. Same here. Um, I guess Richmond wish they could stay inside because this game, like I was telling you earlier, I'm not frustrated. I'm more so disappointed. Like it's like I don't know. I just walk. I walk around this game indifferent. I feel like right now, and by the way, fans, we're recording this like literally moments after the final whistle. So this is yeah, yeah. and it's one of those things where Noko's good. They're probably going to be up near the top, you know, most of the year. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you know, injuries can hit anybody, and you know, things can you know, fall apart from there. But I don't think anybody's going to be surprised if they are, you know, right up there, you know, competing. So losing in and of itself out there. I mean, it's never fun, but you know it's not like a, a shameful uh, you know, scarlet letter on the kicker season by any means, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there's going to be plenty of other teams that'll take an L out. Uh, you know, on you know, wh- what are we calling that? The fake baseball field, or I don't know uh, what we're calling it. I don't even know how to run down that stadium yet. <laughs> I don't know what you call it because it's like a baseball stadium, but then you see like the weird. Like Astro Turf bubble out there, and then there's like another. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's a weird setup. Yeah, but it's more of you know, like you're kind of saying it's how it came about rather than the fact of just what the result was. Yeah, right. Because you you know, talked to us three hours ago, said hey, you know, Kicker's are gonna lose two nil. Probably like okay, I can I can see how you get there yeah. with that. But yeah, I'm the, not gonna like it. But yeah, I could you know. I think but we both said draw would be fine, right? Right. And I think, for at least for me, I don't want to speak for you, but given that there's two goals, it's it's not that we gave up two goals to NOCO. Again, a lot of teams will do that this year. It's how those goals happened that, you know, it's just a little bit more deflating. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the thing about the two goals that we let in for this game is, they were both one v one attempts, and it seemed like Noko's whole setup was, 
let Richmond come in high and we create space in between. I mean, in behind them with the long ball. Like we'll find sitting in deep. It almost reminds me of Richmond under year one of Tazak. I mean, under Darren, where sit in deep, take absorb as many shots as you can, and then when you get a chance, break. Because to be honest with you, like I think, I'm not trying to dwell down what Noko did. They're a good team, but it just seemed like that was the basis of their tactical setup. And it worked for them twice on both chances. Yeah, I mean, they clearly saw something that they they liked in, in the film and wanted to take advantage of. Uh, and, I mean, if we want to just, you know, jump right into it, that first goal we allowed, you know, it's not an exact carbon copy, but gave off a lot of uh, you know, shades from that you know, goal that led in in Tormenta. Yeah, yeah, it did. It, it really does feel that way. I mean, <sighs> I don't know how to feel about this goal particularly because I don't know whether it's on Ani to make sure that he – I mean, Ani definitely mistracked his ball. Mm-hmm. But is there more that Simon can do in that moment? I, I think it's on both of them, okay. really, right? Okay. Yeah, because you know, if either if either one of them does better, the goal probably doesn't happen. I mean, if both of them does better, obviously the goal doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Uh yeah, but you can probably get away with one error, but not both error. Yeah, but you know, it, it was what a 50, 60 yard long ball, something like that. Was that yeah. Simon or, or Hornsby? I want to make sure I get the one. I, I sure. can only imagine it was Simon just because of where on the field it was. Because okay, I wanted know, the guy coming from, our, our defender was right side of the field, you know, from like I just can't figure out why Hornsby would have been over there in the first place. No, no, place. no, it, it's probably it's fish. I've that was just me overthinking it. Is it because it, the silver numbers, numbers can't yeah. read them? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that hasn't gotten better all year, has it? <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Ani, uh, he's been great all year. But mm-hmm. you know, you're the center back back there. You know, you're tracking a long ball that you, you can't like go over your head. Yeah, no, exactly. Not there in that moment as well. And, and then, yeah. You know, because of the cameras, you couldn't totally see what was you know going on. But I mean, I don't know how Sabella gets that wide open. Like if you know Simon was playing catch up right from the start, and that was actually Ani's man from the beginning. But based off of how they were setting up the rest of the game, Sabella wasn't playing center forward. So it leads me to think that you know Simon lost him somewhere along the way on the run, and that yeah, that ball just falls to him right at the top of the box. He has absolutely all day. Yeah, and you know, Will Palmquist, surprise starter, or at least us, surprise starter. Mm-hmm. You know, today just he's left out to dry. You know, yeah, no, no fault to him on that goal. No, no, no fault to him at all. I mean, that's really, I don't know, because up to that point, even after that point, it felt like a fairly even game. Like it felt like the thing that was first for me the most in this game that I was having probably my biggest disappointment is not even like. The goals we gave up is more so the fact of like the the lack of ball control in the final third, especially out on the wings. Like I know Darren put Suko out there in that left mid spot. Um, it seemed like he was an extra midfielder in points of the game because at no point can I remember the first half of him actually staying out there in that left mid spot and actually building anything. Like he just felt like he was just an extra midfielder. And, and that's what probably the you know what at least the third time we've seen something like that 
yeah. this year, you know, because I think he got Suka got moved up there. You know, I remember Dwyer did it one time, and yeah, and, and he was just invisible. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I get wanting to get your guys on the field, you know, but it's time to throw that tactic away because that's not yeah, working. it's not working. Or at least be like, all right, this is something we come back to at the end of the year. We'll try it, but right now, put that tactic away. It's not like we don't have you know, wingers. If you want to go, you know, try to save some guys for Cueto. You know, again, assuming you know, people are like you know healthy and not you know injured, and we just don't know about it. You know, yeah. Throw Luke out there to you know <clears throat> eat up sixty minutes or something. I I can't imagine two guys are hurt and making two subs like that. I mean, because now this is probably where my frustration might lead into. But with Belmar out there on that wing, like we talked about the last podcast, he's what in the top five of. Games played, game started, minutes played so far this season. And I've seen it out of him too many times. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of getting frustrated with him out there in that, in that spot. And especially this is just because I felt like a lot of times the ball will come to two him and he would either overplay it or lose the ball or losing it a dangerous pocket of space where it's like something's building and the ball will just roll out of bounds or he will lose it. Yeah, his, his touch was not great today. Yeah. You know, especially, I mean, I, I think the thing is he gets into the right spots a lot of times. And I don't know if it's, you know, he's adjusting his game, you know, still because, you know, we've seen little glimpses of it. Like he can turn on the afterburners that he had when he was 22 or 23, yeah. but he might only have that once a game. And you know, he's trying to, you know, build into a style where he's you know, able to conserve a little bit more. And, and, it doesn't always, you know, come off quite right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, but at, at the same time, a lot of the good stuff, you know, the offense ends up you know, doing throughout the course of the season has connected through him. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right on that. Maybe it's just more so of like this game, but I don't know. I mean, Shanair made a great point in the chat about it. it just seemed like our guys are a step slow and this ball is a step too fast for them because a lot mm-hmm. of times I saw guys like, you know how you try to chase that stuff that you know is is way out of your distance, and you're just like, all right, I'm just not gonna try to run anymore for it. Yeah, and, okay. I, and to be fair, I don't think I don't think it was just Belmar no, in this yeah. game. You know, I saw you know a few times, you know, <clears throat> you kneel, you try to you push the ball right by a guy and just immediately bail on it. Yeah, you know, I saw that. You know, uh, you know, you know, Gordon a couple times. When he came you know, on, you know, later on, I mean, there were a couple where he you know, hustled and got himself, you know, a corner that he had no business getting in the first place. But yeah. if and maybe in reality it wasn't any more than usual, but it felt more than usual. Yeah, yeah, most, most definitely. Um, I think also the biggest talking point from the first half is the uh, <laughs> Suko yellow card that happened in the box off of the uh, foul. I can only imagine Suko got a yellow card in this game for talking, but even still, like you can see the blood coming from his nose, and the fact that Rendon only gets a yellow from this, I don't know. I, I, camera work, there's no way to know what was going on. Like I could easily, you know, see it being just one of those kind of like you know inadvertent, you know, elbow shoulder sort of sort of things where you know, like I had no idea that. Yasuko was even there and uh, he just kind of ran into him. But yeah, clearly something happened. Like, 
yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, you know, Suka was you know, going uh, you know, WWE style, you know, kind of you know, cutting himself on the nose to be able to <laughs> get blood coming out, right? You think he's not doing a razor Ramon out there? He just sitting out there, yeah. like, oh, let me break my nose real quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a spot where you, uh, you know, make that play in your yeah. random twelfth game of the season on the road. <laughs> like, we're gonna pull this card tonight, guys. Like, you sure? Yeah, we we got the WWE script writers. It was also funny on the commentary to hear Derek yell out. So I guess he punched himself in the nose, right? Right. <laughs> that was that was kind of funny as well. Yeah, there, there are some interesting refereeing choices. Uh, you, you could because there. I don't want to officially say there's nobody there because maybe on camera side there were a lot of people there, but realistically there was probably nobody there, and we could hear, you know, you know Darren. We could hear, uh, you know, the NoCo coach, you know. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, you know, clearly, we could hear the PA guy very clearly making all the uh, sub announcements, you know, for us and for the announcer who is also having a little bit of a nightmare of a day. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. One one of those days where uh, everybody except the uh, NoCo forwards were maybe a step off their best. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, also, like, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I give the credit to Noko on this. They took care of the chances they needed to, and we did it. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, we created chances. We just, I don't know, just didn't finish the chances we had. And he, I mean, even, like I said. Did we really create chances, though? A more second half, I would say. Yeah. I, I feel like the best one was the one where everybody thought the ball went out, probably because they were like eight, eight, another eight lines down there, and you know, only Bentley for half a second realized that the ball was. Oh yeah, in. yeah, that was a good chance. Um, you also had the Hornsby one when he crossed it across the box, and Bentley was just a tad slow to it. Um, I know there was probably two more. You had Belmars. All these throw-ins are really good. Where Belmar tried to head it back. Um, I, I do wish our throw-in guy wasn't also our best target guy. <sighs> Because <clears throat> definitely on the Belmont one, it felt like if Arnie's on the field at that back post, that's getting tapped in. And no, I think the only two people back there were Emmy and Neil. And I don't see neither one of them contesting that header unless it's they know they 100% can't get it. Yeah, yeah. So, so one of those days. Uh, but yeah, it just seemed like a kind of combination of, you know, all the classics of, you know, the boring version of, you know, Darren Kicker's teams coming out at once. Yeah, it did. I, I, I don't know. Like once again, like I said, I'm not. I'm not as frustrated as I was. What was the last game we did a post react on? Was it a Greenfield? North, no, probably North Carolina. I'm guessing that another Wednesday yeah. night. Yeah, I think so. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Like that game, I was frustrated. This game, I just kind of walk away from it. Like, all right, you're playing a team that's better than you. I mean, right now they're in hot, good run of form, and it felt like if we would have killed our chances, maybe this game is different. But we didn't, and I think that's the thing where Darren's probably going to walk away from us. I, I think also, like, I think with Darren's more frustrated at this game is the fact that he has to burn 
two subs two substitutions at the halftime to take off. Um, yeah, but I don't know about the John one. You, you, you got to put at least one of those on Darren himself, then though. Oh yeah, okay. we, we've been we've been down this road, you know, before, <clears throat> uh, and yeah, surprise, surprise, story's still the same when you get to the last page of it. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I, I felt like keeping Suko on. He didn't offer anything in the first half. Yeah. Well, he was also playing out of position yeah. in the first half. Like, That's true. Yeah. One of one of the midfielders of the four had to go. Yeah. What and there is another game coming up on Saturday. So that's the other little thing <clears throat> to consider. I, I did think the subs at like the 81st minute were a little odd at that point. Only down one nothing, pulling Ani and Emmy off. Yeah, yeah. So it had been two nothing already. Fine, whatever. Yeah, I, I would have been better with keeping Ani on because, like you said, you still got the threat of the long ball coming in, and let's you know, let the center back finish out the game. Unless you know, we're up three nothing, and it's like, all right, cool, I can do this. Yeah. On the I plus did, side of that, though, what? Dakota came in. Yeah, so, you, know, you know he's good to go. That's true. So that that is a positive. Um. Also, we saw Zaka back in his start. Um, what do we think about him so far in this game? I think he was, he was Zaka, yeah. like the, the non-crazy tackle version of Zaka. Yeah. You know, mostly good. <clears throat> you know, he's always always good for one or two straight passes that you know kind of make you go, Oof, you know, the game. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I think it's exactly what you would expect Zaka to be. Yeah, I think he did the class of thing of keeping the ball moving. Let it go build that play out to Hornsby out on his side and try to combine that way. Um, still don't love Zaka, the, the playmaker, but it's you know, it put it in unnatural positions. Um, anything else from this game, Matt, you want to go over, my friend? Or I think I think that's a good wrap up. No, I mean, you know, probably should just at least mention the second goal, you know, oh, yeah, late in the game, just another long ball. Uh, and yeah, I think you can. Look at a combination of you know different things. Uh, I, I think at some point, you know, Dakota might need to stop giving you know Amon space. You know, right there, he did a good job of you know kind of slowing him down, slowing him down. But you know, dude's top scorer in the league right now. You know, for a reason, you know, if if it's me, you know, a little bit before you know he gets you know twenty yards out, you know, try to you know step to him and. You know, either he gets by you or the ball gets by you, but not both. Yeah. At that point, and force him out to the wing, not let him cut in centrally. Yeah, something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It felt it felt, <clears throat> you know, a touch pass because I, I feel like I, you know, remember seeing, someone else on the way back, you know, helping at that point. So, uh, you know, he had a little bit of cover there to, you know, even if he does get beat, you know, to be able to readjust mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah credit to Amon you know, he he ripped one and I mean it's kind of something I wish you know our guys would do a little more often is you know, take the early shot I feel like a lot of times our guys love to look for the perfect pass the perfect you know shot and yeah I feel like the, the oh, homie, homie just ripped it and <clears throat> got rewarded for it yeah, um, I think the commentator, even though he was a little bit off tonight, I think he kept saying that Charlotte was beating uh, Madison, which was not correct. It was. No, it's funny. Chattanooga, Chattanooga was beating. 
um, which is kind of funny. But he he made it to a point about how I think there was one point in the second half Richmond was pushing and he couldn't find the right opportunity, but there was an opportunity to take a shot. But instead, Zaka decides to play the ball back and decide to build. It a conversation made a comment of, you know, this team seems like they are trying to build a perfect situation every time down the field, which we know realistically, you're never going to – that's not likely to happen every single time. Um, it does seem like this team does settle a lot on trying to build, like, the best situation to create a chance and not just, like you said, just trying it, you know, just taking a shot from outside the box or yeah. – Yeah, I mean, last game, you know, Zhao did that and got rewarded. Yeah, it seemed like we were trying to take every shot from right inside of the well, six it, it feels like box. Yeah, they want to do kind of you know the FIFA tap and play all the time. You know, yeah. get down the end line and you cross, you know, you know, tap in from six. And I mean, when it works, it's great. But I feel like teams might have an idea that that's What's what we expected? got. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it does feel that way. So I think if you're Darren, I think <clears throat> my fault. I think the three takeaways that Darren had from this game is one, he got to figure out what to do to unlock the winger so they can contribute to the attack. Um, two, clean up those one v ones and making sure that those don't become a prevalent thing within this team, especially we're playing this high line. And then three, I would say it's finding a, finding a super sub on this team, someone that you know that. That's one thing Darren has usually had on his teams with um God, what's his name down at NCFC? Um Oleks. yeah, like Olax, he was able to bring him in. It was able to be a super sub. O'Goran last year was a super sub in his team. Um that's kind of lacking right now to team because when you look at it, like save o- save Gordon's on the field starting or already on the bench. You can't look at that bench and it's like, all right, I don't know who else to throw in that's going to, you know, can pop in a goal or something. You feel me? Yeah. So, yeah. so and, I feel like you guys are good things. Yeah. And, I, mean, I really think it's just, you know, for me, it's cleaning up, you know, just the getting beat direct. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, three times on I, I really, kind, I'm already backtracking on this, really kind of, you know, believe that if that first goal doesn't happen, a very good chance the game just ends up 0 0 because. If it's still zero zero later in the second half, that second goal definitely doesn't happen you know, because our guys wouldn't be pushed so far forward. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, anything else you know, could happen along the way, but just how the game had been going before that, how the game was going after that, I, it was a sleepy game. It was screaming out zero zero, and it was you know one simple you know compounded mistake that you know, kind of ruined it. Yeah. chance of uh, getting out of there with anything. Yeah, it does feel that way. So I think, you know, just lesson learned from this game, but it's not nothing we should hang our heads yeah. about. And I mean, the good news is, just like last time when you had a you know, tough midweek loss, you get to turn right back around and you know, get back on the road and uh, you know, go again Saturday and make it right. Right. So Saturday, 10 o'clock kickoff here at Eastern Time. We play against Central Valley Fuego. Uh, team who got a surprise victory on the road against Fort Madison, who also lost a night to Chattanooga. Um, Matt, let's talk about it. Fuego, 
a team we I don't think we have beaten yet at USL League One play. Um, we definitely have one game against them that we shall not ever speak of because that game does not count because we only play with eight people. That's gone, feel, to be fair. Oh, well, nine. <clears throat> it felt like eight. Um, I felt like if you're daring, you're going to this game, I think definitely Bentley and O'Gordon got to start. I'm cool benching Belmar for this game. Like, let Bentley and Gordon get the start for this game. I think in midfield, I think Jao, Neil, and Zaka will suffice. And the back line, go with Dakota and Ani. And I'm assuming nothing's wrong with Akira. Uh, we haven't heard anything, but if he's healthy, put Akira out there. And I think that's the lineup you use to get out of here with a good win and finish some chances. Yeah, I can't imagine Akira is traveling because you could see him on the bench here and there. Uh, I can't imagine he's traveling and not playing it on any of the games. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but uh, I mean, all, all that sounds reasonable to me. I mean, I, I think with the midfield, it's you know, pick any three of the four, you know, and you can make an argument for whatever combination, maybe not the Zoculus combination uh, on the road, you know, but otherwise I think it's just a grab bag of those other three of who you want in there. Uh, and then, yeah, keep on, you know, rolling out, you know, whichever wingers, you know, until somebody you know, kind of you know, grabs the brass ring and it says, no, this, this is my spot for a while. I'm taking yeah. this. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I will say this, though. I think that <clears> – I'll just throw it out there. Say if Belmore doesn't start, it's a 65th minute, game's tied. Would you be okay with throwing Belmore out there at striker and seeing how he does for Emmy? Uh, I'm not opposed to the idea. Okay. Neither am I. That's why I was throwing it out there because I think, like, that would – I think – you could probably find something with that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we're go- going up against a Fuego team that, you know, very first you know, game of the season, you know, for them on April 1st, you know, they shut out Chattanooga. They haven't kept a clean sheet since then. So, I mean, this is the time to, you know, for the offense to get healthy. Yeah. Yeah, this is the time. Uh, most definitely. And definitely would love to get all things firing right before the Derby on next Saturday. Which, uh, you know, right now it looks like both teams are going to that game in some rough form. <laughs> I don't think it's fair to say the kickers are going in in rough form. They lost one game on the road to a very good team. They haven't lost uh, back-to-back games against teams that were currently uh, at the bottom of the table when they played them. Yeah, that's true. That's, awesome. that's you know, you don't, don't need to downgrade our <laughs> boys like that. They've just gone three in a row unbeaten. <laughs> that's true. Um. But yeah, I mean, outside of that, I think the biggest person to watch out for in Fuego is maybe I can't even tell you. They've been so missing matches over the over the course of the year. I feel like Benjo is probably the most important attacker, but I think if Simon's probably going to be matched up against him, if Simon does a good job, I don't think Fuego's going to create much in the attack. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not, I'm not, you know, put a lot of time into Fuego so far this year because I didn't want to. Uh, but I mean, they got Cerritos, you know, again this year. He I feel like he gave us a little bit of trouble in one of those games last year. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I, this is a game where I think, you know, if the guys do what they need to do, you know, 
worst result should be a draw and really should be looking to get out of there with three. Yeah, I agree. I think that. I think three points is the preferred thing. Three points is always the preferred thing, but definitely in a game like this where, you know, Richmond should walk in there as favorites and get the points. Come back home and rest up. So. I don't know. I don't know if you heard though. We haven't won away since like April 29th or whatever it was. Oh yeah, <clears throat> and the conversation already changed. He was like, "Yeah, the kickers got two losses in a row." Oh no, one loss. It's like great. Yeah. The fix is in. It's like it's three games and we only lost one of them. <laughs> or what? It's it's a road game. Yeah. But um, Matt, anything else from you, my man, before we wrap up, sir? No, so. Unfortunate speed bump in the road, but uh, as long as it just remains that, just a speed bump, nothing to worry about right now. Yeah, most definitely. Definitely just a speed bump. Keep it pushing and keep it going. Um, Real quick, I just want to take a moment and just send out sympathies to those all affected by the tragedy that happened at Huguenot. Um, If you haven't heard the news, uh, there was a shooting at Huguenot High School graduation here in the city of Richmond. I didn't realize how much it was going to affect like me and my wife and whatnot, because we're definitely our pre ass teachers. We have kids that go to Huguenot that we've taught and colleagues that work there. So um it's kind of rough right now. You know, just be supportive, show some empathy. I know we all want change. I know we all want the best, but I think right now, you know, just showing a, a helping hand would be would be helpful. So um yeah, let's go ahead and wrap the show. Matt, thank you for doing the show for me so late, buddy. All good, my man. All right. With that being said, listeners, we just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day for listening to our show. Because without you, we wouldn't be able to do this, especially late nights like this. So with that being said, we will see you guys next time. Up the ruse and be easy. <laughs>